0: Between what you hear on TV and read in the news, eating right can seem like a real challenge. But it doesn't have to be, and a registered dietitian can partner with you to educate and help you develop a healthy eating plan. Let's talk about it today with Jenna Middleton, a registered dietitian at Pioneer's Memorial Hospital. This is Pioneer's Memorial Health Talk, the podcast from Pioneer's Memorial Hospital. I'm Prakash Chandran. So Jenna, let's start with the basics. What exactly does a registered dietitian do?
1: That's actually a really good question because I think a lot of the public gets us confused with a nutritionist, which is very different. A registered dietitian is highly qualified, has a bachelor's degree, most likely a master's degree since that's a requirement now. And, and we can work in any medical field. We can work with infant and children. We can work... Um, in the community, and we can outreach to anywhere. As we're a nutritionist, it's very limited. The only thing they can do is they can work in a gym, they can help with weight loss plans, um, and they're only required to have an associate's degree.
0: Okay, so certainly a lot more education is involved and you can work in any capacity, um, but tell me a little bit about, as a registered dietitian, what your day-to-day looks like at Pioneers.
1: So there's so many outlets that a registered dietitian can go to, but I'm in the hospital setting. So I'm in a clinical inpatient hospital setting at Pioneer's Memorial Hospital. So a typical day to me um, usually includes rounding in our intensive care unit, checking on all our ventilated patients, making sure we're feeding them because they'll be fed through tubes. They're not eating orally, obviously. Uh, And then we go to all of our other units, pediatrics, our medical surgical units, our um, even the NICU with the little babies. And we're just checking on everyone, seeing what the different issues are. Some people have intestinal problems. Some people just had their gallbladders taken out. Some people are just barely being diagnosed with diabetes. So it's a roundabout kind of uh, field of what we, we deal with. It's, it's nothing the same. <laughs> Everything's different every single day.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. And you made the distinction between uh, what a nutritionist does and what you do as a registered dietitian. And from what I'm hearing, you know, the, the former is much more about like weight loss, like you said, like going on a diet. But it seems like the registered dietitian does something actually pretty comprehensive and puts together a plan to bring you back to health. Through your diet is that correct
1: correct yeah we get a lot of like elderly patients that come in malnourished you know just skin and bones and then it's our job to make sure that we're getting them back where they need to be or you know we have people who come in with just had a massive heart attack how do we make sure that that doesn't happen again to them you know we have other people who come in with heart failure how do we make sure that we control it through their diet almost every disease that you'll see out there in the medical world usually goes back to diet and eating right. And so how do we get them back on track? You know, if, they, if their kidneys have failed and they're on dialysis, how do we make sure that we're getting their potassium levels to where they need to be? So it is a very comprehensive approach to seeing all the different patients.
0: Okay. And I'm curious about like, you know, what is a common health issue um, that you see day to day that can be eased with a better diet? Like who's coming in most often?
1: So that's an interesting question. We have two things that we see in the Imperial Valley that is more common than than any other county that's, that's out there. And I know that from the doctors who come in, they'll come from other hospitals and they'll say, you guys have more diabetes than I have ever seen, you know, at a hospital, which is true. So the Imperial Valleys, unfortunately, has a really high rate of diabetes. Um, and that all comes down to weight. I think a lot of people are confused. They think that it has to do with eating too much sugar, which is actually not true. Sugar doesn't cause diabetes. It's eating too much and gaining weight is what what causes diabetes. So maintaining a healthy weight more often than not will prevent you from getting diabetes unless it's something that's in your family. The other thing that we see here in the Imperial Valley more than anything else is having the gallbladder removed, and that has to deal with having too high-fat of a diet. We see people here with such a high-fat diet that it actually causes problems with the gallbladder, and then we have to take it out. So those are two things that simple, eating right, healthy diets – probably would prevent, but we're not seeing those healthy diets.
0: Okay, and let's talk about some of these high-fat diets because you always hear about things like keto and other diets that, while helping you lose weight, um, do so in such a way where you have to take in a lot of fat. So talk to us about your opinion on those and if they have long-term effects um, that can potentially be negative.
1: Yes, that's actually a really good question. Keto is very popular right now. Much to my dismay, if it was up to me, I would not advise anyone to go on a keto diet. The, the, the idea behind a keto diet is eliminating all carbohydrates, you know, breads, pastas, rice, that whole wonderful group of breads that we all love that we shouldn't have too much of. But it's completely eliminating it and completely eliminating fruit. So there's no sugar, no carbohydrates in the diet. And it's supposed to put your body in a state of ketosis. That's where the word keto comes from. And when you're in a state of ketosis, your body will actually, because your body needs carbohydrates to function, and when it doesn't have it, the body has to convert fat into what we call a ketone, and then it starts to use those ketones as sort of a carbohydrate to still function. Certain things like the brain can only function on carbohydrates. It cannot function on a fat molecule. It cannot function on a protein molecule. It has to function on carbohydrate. And so when those carbohydrates are not in the body, the body panics and it creates ketones in order to still feed the brain. The problem with that is when your ketones go too high, it can actually cause kidney failure. It can co- actually cause some other problems as well. So going into a state of ketosis without the supervision of a doctor is not recommended at all. And then we also see other effects of that diet. We see the cholesterol levels starting to rise because it's all protein and all fat. You know, there's very little fiber in the diet because fiber generally comes from whole wheat breads, which they're avoiding. So overall, it's not a healthy diet. You will see weight loss. Absolutely, you will. um, But it's always short term. As soon as you get off of a keto diet, which no one can stay on a keto diet for the rest of their life, um, once you get off of it, you will 100% gain back all of the weight.
0: Yeah, I think what I'm picking up on is the sustainability of the diet. You know, these popular diets like keto, um, you might be able to maintain for 30 days. um, But anything beyond that is just untenable or it's just not enjoyable um, and could come with those uh, side effects that you're talking about. Um, So, you know, I think what people really are looking for is that sustainable, long-term diet that they can follow that really doesn't have any gimmicks to it. But I feel like people don't really know what that looks like. So can you speak a little bit to that?
1: Yeah. And you're, you're absolutely correct. So the keto diet, I I see people get on it for a month, get off of it, get on it, get off of it, and their weight is just going up and down because they can't they can't keep it going. I, I have seen some people, they kind of do a keto-ish diet where they're just still allowing some carbs, but it's mostly very high protein, high fat, and they've been able to do it for six months or so, but eventually you cannot keep that up. You really need to find a healthy lifestyle that you can maintain for the rest of your life. And I don't ever like to use the word diet because I feel like people think there's an end to that or that it's a negative, there's a negative connotation associated with that word. So I always tell people, let's figure out a way for you to eat healthier. What are two or three main problems in your life that we can maybe eliminate? And they don't have to be eliminated at once, but let's start with number one. Is soda a really problem for you? If it is, let's try to cut those out and substitute it with something else that you enjoy, but doesn't have a ton of sugar and calories in it. After we accomplish that, let's move on to your next problem. You're always getting seconds after dinner. Can we cut that down? So it's actually individually addressing what are the main top three problems in your life that are preventing you from eating healthy and taking them out one at a time and slowly developing a new lifestyle that you can actually keep up with. And then if once in a while, once in a month you have a soda, it's not the end of the world, but at least you're not having it every single day like you used to.
0: Yeah, that is really good advice. And cutting things out one at a time feels like it's something that's going to be more sustainable in the long run. Um, So just to wrap up here, I'd love to learn a little bit more about what you enjoy most about the work that you do at Pioneers.
1: So I think the one thing that I like the most is seeing the patients. I think you know, I I get consults every single day. So I'll have, you know, 15 patients I need to see throughout the day. And some of them are for a little bit lesser problems and some more extensive. You know, I've had a scale of one all the way to the other. Um, But I think the most enjoyable part for me is when I go in and talk to them, especially when it's something that it's about weight loss or being a newly diagnosed diabetic or, you know, a, a problem that they're going to have with their food and finding a way to connect with a patient so it's, they don't see it as a negative in a negative light. They see it as, okay, she's here to help me until we can get this problem solved or she's here to help me to create a new lifestyle for myself. And I love it because I go in and I think they're a little defensive at first. And by the time I leave, they're smiling. They're thanking me. They, you know, they're, they're super glad that I came in to help them with this. So it's always that um, satisfaction you get with talking with somebody and knowing that you made a difference for them.
0: I love that, you know, uh, changing hearts and minds through nutrition, right?
1: Right. Correct you should become a dietitian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe I will, Jenna. I really appreciate your time today. That's Jenna Middleton, a registered dietitian at Pioneers Memorial Hospital. Thanks for checking out this episode of Pioneers Memorial Health Talk. For more information, visit pmhd.org. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. Thanks and we'll see you next time.